I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Al Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. All right, Al Pellets, we are here with some of our best friends from the University of Minnesota. Uh, we are excited that you all can be here with us today on Owl Pellet. So Rebecca, we'll start with you. Why don't you introduce, introduce yourselves? Sure. Well, thanks for having us today. I'm Rebecca Swenson, an associate professor at University of Minnesota um, and work real closely with our agriculture communication and marketing major. Hi, my name is Troy McKay. I'm a faculty member in the Ag Agricultural Communication and Marketing Program at the University of Minnesota, and I specialize in digital media production. He's judging us real hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 passing. You're passing so far. Yeah, I, I, I sense the judgment, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I see a microphone on the table, so you're, you're doing well. <laughs> it's a start. And I'm Garrett Steed, and like uh, Rebecca and Troy, I am also a part of our faculty, uh, our faculty group here in Ag Common Marketing at the University of Minnesota. Excellent. So um, we are going to talk today about Ag Communications SAE. And so basically, we're going to be the non-example for everybody about agricultural communications here on Our Pellets. But uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about an overview of, of what you guys found in your study? Sure. Well, we were really interested in figuring out what was going on with the AgCom SAE as we saw, we've seen a lot of growth in undergraduate programs connected to AgCom and a lot of growing careers. But as we looked at the national FFA awards, it seemed like there were not a lot of participation. There was not a lot of participation happening on the SAE level connected to AgCom. So we were interested in just figuring out what our teacher experiences in this area, what are some motivations um, from those who are successful with those projects? What are some limitations and how might we figure out which resources they need um, to help grow SAEs and the opportunity for SAEs um, connected to AgCom? Excellent. So tell us a little bit about what you found. This is you the part where you talk. <laughs> Waiting, giving the opportunity for my peers to jump in at any moment. Rebecca, it's your posse. They're just here to support you. Yeah. Didn't know this was going to be the Rebecca Swenson show today. Well, I mean, we found, first of all, that, well, what we did is we interviewed ag teachers across the nation who had a, an award winner, National Proficiency Award winner in AgCom, and we, you know, asked them about their projects what was going on um, and what type of students, what were some characteristics of the students and the projects themselves. Um, and then if they could kind of imagine what limitations or barriers they that either they faced or other people might face. Um, and we found that it was a, a way that ag teachers really connected with a different type of student. Um, one maybe that was interested in, had a lot of creativity, was interested in writing, um, really maybe didn't have the traditional ag background and a lot of resources to do some other types of SAE projects. Um, and so they really kind of looked for those students who maybe they needed a, a different type of connection to um, participate in this type of SAE. 
Garrett, do you want to add anything or Troy? Yeah, I think one of the one of the big takeaways that we we found in this is um, there's a lot of communication that's already going on um, in related to your your FFA chapters, and if it's not going on, it needs to be going on. Whether it's your reporter um, or it's your officer team in and of itself, there's a lot of communication that's happening, whether it's newsletters that your, um, your chapter has or your social media presence or whatever that is, those things need to be highlighted to improve community relations with your chapter. Um, and this is a great space for your students who maybe don't have the, um, the, the space to have an animal or to grow plants because that's one thing that we found um, in our research that these teachers talked about a lot is that's the the quintessential SAE is something related to an animal or a plant and not all of your students are interested in that and they also don't have the space to do that and the AgComs uh, SAE gives them an opportunity to serve a purpose for the chapter or your ag program as a whole uh, while also getting experience communicating and something they do all the time anyway these kids are using social media all day every day and while applying it to things related to your FFA chapter or to your ag ed program looks differently it does allow them to kind of start getting their feet wet uh, when it comes to the the agcom career pathway and so this is just a different way to do that outside of you know the agcom um, cde or even you know some agcom curriculum taught uh, in the other two circles of the three circle model yeah, and I, I would add to that, you know, the the AgCom CDE obviously has parameters and like um, uh, what, what Dr. Steve's talking about, you know, that the students are already engaged in a lot of this stuff and they're just using what they know. But if you add that other layer of, hey, here's some professional guidelines and parameters, um, it's it's going to not only spark their interest, hopefully it sparks some, some interest in possible uh, career avenues, but it improves their ability to communicate. And they're like, oh, I may have been doing something wrong and also exposes them to some of the different technologies. And that's, you know, some of the stuff that I'm really interested in is, is uh, bringing different types of technology that students might not know about, that teachers might not know about and allowing them commu to communicate with digital technology much easier than they could even two years ago. Um, there's some, some great, uh, easy uh, barrier lifting technologies that uh, can can get students up in creating uh, better content that they're going to be more proud of. Um, and that's only going to help chapters and help their development and help uh, really them in uh, their professional lives, no matter where they, they end up. So we really heard from teachers that overall, you know, like both Garrett and Teresa that this was one way to really develop some transferable skills. So not just those students who maybe wanted to go explore an AgCom undergraduate program or AgCom careers, but really a sort of general um, college writing professional level skills that could transfer to a lot of different majors. They really were motivated to um, help students with their SAEs because of that transferability. So if we back out for just a minute and think about like what what does the AgCom SAE entail? For somebody who has not had a student dive into it, not just like, you know, we, we can probably figure out what that might look like, immersion foundation, foundational to immersion SAE, but like what are some of the things and what are the careers that we're really looking at preparing students for through an AgCom SAE? 
Yeah, and I it, when we talked to teachers about what are some limitations, that question was really sort of one that came up. They were like, well, you know, the biggest limitation is that we don't know what all the possibilities are for AECOM SAEs. We want a lot of resources and in terms of examples and templates in order to help figure this out. Because most of the SAE projects seem to be student-driven where the students came to the teacher and was like, I'm really interested in social media. So can I do a social media plan for an organization, either a community organization or our chapter itself, um, and leverage those um, channels in some way to solve a, a problem, for example. Um, I, you know, in terms of what we saw in projects that students ended up doing, I mean, they were really, I would say, A, integrated across a bunch of different communication channels, and B, applied to some sort of real world issue. So we, you know, saw, or we heard from teachers that um, students were writing for the community newspaper and sharing you know a, a bunch of different press releases in order to encourage some media coverage locally about things that were going on in the school whether that was um, the ffa chapter itself or some other sort of, of effort that that was going on at the school um, we saw a lot of use of social media channels so like how do you maybe create some videos or some podcasts and then use your social media channels to promote those to the school the school community or the parent community um, itself so i mean it was really you know creating some sort of of communication artifact and then thinking strategically about how to get it to different audience members um, for the the successful acom saes Another thing that we found is that some of these ag teachers said that following some sort of cohort type model worked uh, really well in this. Going back to the, the our finding that you know these ag teachers don't know, you know they're not trained traditionally in ag communications. Maybe they took one or two classes during their teacher prep time, but um, for the most part, they're kind of like I don't know what to tell you, kid, to you know how to do your your SAE. And so they found this. Um, this this cohort model to work really well and especially when you have a student who's like really driven and really wants to get things started um, one found that they if they identified one student in each of their four grade levels um, to to be a part of this agcom cohort and to do an agcom um, sae then they essentially teach each other the process whether that's okay here's how you write a press release but then here's also how we pitch it to our local newspaper you know, here's how we, here's what our content calendar look like, looks like as we develop our social media for our chapter and we communicate about the important things we do, you know, throughout the year. Um, here's how we film our end of the year banquet video and, you know, things of that nature, whatever that looks like. The ag teacher doesn't have to be the one who teaches each of them individually. Of course, you're going to be serve that advisory role, but that cohort model really allows them to, you know, teach each other, and um, it allows your your senior level and your junior students to feel a little bit of ownership about this, almost like a little mini agency within um, within your your FFA chapter. And so, let them um, teach each other um, was uh, a way that our our something that we found in our research that uh, seemed to work for ag teachers who were um, having students who were participating in the in the AgCom SAE. And along with that model, I mean, I think that's what we heard from teachers is that one of the big benefits of doing this type of project was that it made communication for on behalf of the chapter, on behalf of the school, really efficient um, and had some continuity then. So they weren't, they weren't feeling like they were recreating this every year, but having that cohort model um, really helped with them doing some of the basic um, promotion of the chapter and promotion of the school activities that otherwise I don't have time for.
and I mean, and for, so that was kind of the benefit for the teacher, I, you know, from the benefit of the student, like that does align with not only some just basic transferable skills, but the type of jobs you would maybe be preparing for with an agcom degree or agcom like projects. You know, Garrett mentioned the agency model, you know, working at an ad or a PR agency would be one type of career path that you would be pre preparing for. Um, also, you know, we talked to teachers who had not only students doing communication on behalf of the school or the chapter, but some of the, uh, the local community organizations like the local associations were also interested in having students um, work on their EGCOM SAE projects connected to activities that were happening. So that would also be, you know, really a sort of a direct uh, way to practice some of the potential skills if you were, you know, doing some advocacy or communication work on behalf of different um, commodity groups or other associations. So, so through this study, did you see where um, you know, teachers and, and students were engaging with other media professionals, you know, so they'd learn what agency work was or learn what other kind of communication type careers and opportunities are out there, whether they're, you know, for, for fun or for careers? Um, we saw a lot with the local, I would say not a lot, but we saw um, some mention of really the local um, media organizations so the local newspapers or local TV stations or um, radio stations. I mean, they were, it felt like the communities were always looking for some content. And so it was a good way to, to get students over there to sort of test if they liked that type of writing skill. Um, and then, you know, then I would say kind of smaller community organizations seem to engage these students quite a bit too. Um, so they could, you know, within a small marketing or communication group, um, have a chance to, to connect with them and practice that type of work. So as you're talking with ag teachers and, and they may be thinking about working with some of the students and their, their programs around an agcom, SAE, what, what kind of things do you think they should look into first as they're starting to help their, their students uh, in this kind of work? <laughs> I, I can answer that one. I guess, um, you know, really starting within the school community seems like a good way to kick it off, you know, asking yourself, like, what things are we doing already that we could um, tie to the AGCOM SAE? So do we have a website for our chapter? Do we have a social media plan? Um, do we have some way to maybe write some press releases and um, send those out to the local media? I mean, I would say like starting with the school community would be a really good place um, to, to kick off first, um, and then start, you know, see if there are ways to build relationships with the local media stations, and then maybe some smaller businesses um, within the community to see if they want to engage students with SAE projects. Did you find any uh, limitations or challenges some of these, the, these successful AGCOM SAE folks, you know, encountered? One of the most significant challenges that we we found was there is a lot of uh, there was a, a significant lack of clarity from National FFA about what constitutes an ag ed SAE and what constitutes an agcom SAE because you know 
we look really big picture, communication is a form of non-formal education, uh, essentially. And so sometimes in the judging, you know, at the state level, they might submit, you know, for the AgCom SAE, and then at the judging, they're like, this sounds more like AgEd or vice versa. Or it goes, it does really well at the state level, and then they send it to the national level, and then they're like, this sounds too much like AgEd. And so there's, uh, that was one of the issues that we found um, from the Ag teachers is that inconsistency make, can make it frustrating for your students that work really hard um, on a project and then, or on their, on their essay itself. And then also there was um, uh, another challenge was what makes something, you know, ag enough. And so sometimes there was judges critiques and feedback um, based on if it's close enough related to ag or, you know, the judges interpretation of what is ag and what encompasses that umbrella all the way into natural resources and environmental science and you know urban agriculture and all of those sorts of things have also made it a little bit challenging for um for those ag teachers and then going back to what we mentioned earlier the biggest challenge is them feeling you know the ag teachers feeling like they don't know how to get the ball rolling with their students or or get things started and like we said again we found from from those ag teachers they said most of the time when an agcom essay gets started it's from a very highly motivated and driven student who has some creative interest. I think the AgCom SAE wasn't an option uh, when I was uh, in my in, in high school, but I was the kid who was president of my FFA chapter and editor of my yearbook. Like I, the AgCom SAE would have been right up my alley, but that wasn't a thing that existed then. So you kind of got to find the students who are, you know, in your, you know, um, your honors English classes or your students who are on the newspaper staff and the yearbook staff and, you know, those students who have that interest. Um, but are also interested in the other opportunities that um, that FFA offer, um, and kind of harness the combination of those two those two things together. Garrett, I think that's a really important point because when we think about that, if we think about a plant or an animal SAE, it's probably something the student is already doing. And so thinking about what are those things that our students are already doing? What are you mentioned yearbook? What are some of those other things we might look for in our students to say, hey? you are doing an AgCom SAE. You need to, like, we need to actually, like, do it as an SAE. Yeah, and I think, I mean, along those lines, that's what we heard is that it was a kind of a narrow view of what counts for SAEs, um, and it just wasn't on student or teacher's radar often that, you know, this also could be, this is also agriculture, this communication about some of these issues, um, and that this is a calm and a, a legit way to explore a new SAE project. Well, another issue that we found that I, I, we don't know how to, to solve for sure is the fact that, you know, with a lot of the plant or animal SAEs, they can or should in some capacity make some money in some way. And for the most part, the, the AgCom SAE is a service to your chapter and your, you know, your FFA, your, your ag program or, or something to that effect. You know, it's, it's fairly uh, rare for these students to get like an internship with the local newspaper or the local radio station or whatever that's paid. And so that is also a challenge when it comes to recruiting students to do the AgCom SAE is that there's no, you know, students are motivated by money and there's no money at the end of the, there's commonly no money at the end of, of that, that process. Well, I, I like that point. And even to go a little bit further, what metrics do you count towards your SAE? You know, are you, are you recording hours? Are you thinking about the, the number of hits and, and uh, the number of people that are 
being attracted to your media and so what 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 counts and how do you uh think about those metrics i think it's an important question too that we have to give some thought to well and to that i think it's important for us to think about and we it's so easy for us to conflate and blur the lines between the sae and the proficiency award mm -hmm. and i think yeah. it's important that the goal of the sae is to give the student those skills and they can grow and, and there's that learning and that experience that happens to do that and I want to encourage the ag teachers that are listening to this to learn from you all and the study you've got to how they can provide these kind of experiences to it. And then I also challenge all of us that are state and national leaders in, in ag ed and FFA to say, how do we, how do we look at this, these award structures of, you know, the, of the degree structure and the proficiency awards to make sure that we're able to properly recognize the educational experiences are getting through these these ICOM SAEs. So I think that's that's something to be thinking about as well, because you've identified some real challenges and it's tough. We've got this proficiency award model that is supposed to do all this stuff and it's kind of hard. And this is one thing that may not fit just right. But what can we do to help to help support it a little bit more? Excellent. Well, y'all, thank you so very much for coming and doing this great work. And I, I know that the teachers that ever listened to this uh, hopefully got, got motivated and excited to try to find that right student. And to also, and you, I really appreciate it. And you talk about the efficiency. A lot of these things are supposed to be communicated anyway for your school and for your chapter. You know, really frame it like this and give the, the student the, the, a good, uh, good set of experiences. So thank you guys for being with us today. Rebecca, Garrett, Troy, thank you for being with us on Outpilots today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.